Hey everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alyssa Sharp, your host. And today on the show we have Christine Kane and T.D. Jakes. And actually they're in the middle of kind of just an interview talking about our purposes and plans for our life. And something that T.D. Jakes says in this interview is that if you're still breathing, you still have a purpose. If you're still alive on this earth, no matter what your age, you still have a purpose. And something else that he said that really stood out to me is how people who tend to get further on in life tend to kind of just settle into what the society says. You know, they settle into, oh, when I'm older, I get sick. When I'm older, I kind of get tired. When I'm older, this. Instead of getting better and better and better, they tend to just settle into what society does and they don't continue to get better. They decline and they just go downhill. But you know what? I believe that God is calling us from glory to glory to glory, that we don't have to settle for what the world says. We don't have to settle for the patterns of this world, but we can change our lives. We can renew our minds. We can think on heavenly things and watch our lives change. Ask God, no matter what your age, from one to 99 to 100, whatever you are, God has a purpose for you. Find out what that purpose is and run with it. Here's T.D. Jakes and Christine Kane. Because I think people don't understand this. First of all, that little clip that they played where I was talking about if you woke up and you were not dead, yeah. you still have a destiny. See, I think a lot of older people have, have talked themselves out of the there fight. There you go. Well, I'm old now. <laughs> that's it. You know, I'm getting old and I, and we start playing this role that's been taught to us that you should go sit in a corner and dry rot. The devil is a liar. A liar, a liar, come on. Liar. I'm not doing it. You have to watch the language that people will infuse upon you and they'll make you confess things that make you sick. They will make you confess things that make you die. You'll get to a certain age and you'll start calling sickness on you because you think that this is the way old people act and this is where I'm supposed to act and we start playing a role and then the body cooperates with the role we play because the less you use it, the less it will work. So after a while, you have really talked yourself into dying. When God is pumping life into you, life into you, life into you, life into you, every day, every morning, every day, God is saying, live. Live. And he wants you to live for a purpose. There is a reason you are still here. He's not just being nice to you. (laughs) God's letting you live because there's something he wants you to do. Come on. And if you're not dead, you ought to do something. You ought to. You ought to do something every day. Every day. Every day you ought to do something. Move something. Say something. Write something. Speak something. It's never too late to have a destiny. It's never too late. And so I think that so many times we hung up our guns too soon. I was talking to Bob Schaefer, you know, and uh, the journalist, and he told me, he said, let me tell you something. He said, don't ever think you're old. He said, everything major that happened to me happened after 65. Whoa. Everything major in his career, in his life, happened after 65. Sometimes we groom ourselves to think a certain way. Look at the men who are serving in Congress at 70 and 75 and 80. Our president is 70. Come on. Uh, You know, you're talking, I'm thinking, I was just with my spiritual mother, Joyce Meyer, the other day at 74, 
still doing more than... I've had to run to keep up with her. She's right. like walking five miles every day. She lifts heavier weights than me. No joke. <laughs> and, I, and I go, what are you doing? She goes, I'm just writing another book, number 123, mind you. And, <laughs> right, right. and um, I think Caleb was 85. And he said to Joshua, I'm not cashing in my 401k. See, Hebron, that's what Moses told me. Absolutely. And he said, I'm as strong now as I was then. I, I've turned 50 and I've said the same thing. I, I just feel like I'm just coming into it now. Oh, this is not, ju it, you just start to it. get some sense around 50. <laughs> You, you just start to get it. You start to figure out two or three things by 50 that start to line up, and you get bold enough to say what you mean, mean what you say, and not care what people think about it. I love 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 it. And stats say that baby boomers are living longer and healthier than ever before. We're having to reorganize our cities to accommodate the fact that we are healthier than we have That's been, it. and we are living longer than we have ever been before. That's important. By the same token, when it comes to destiny, we have a generation of young people that were raised in front of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and when they cut off all those gadgets, they don't know who they are. Right. And we yeah. need to let them know yeah. that you have a destiny, that you were created for a purpose, that God has a plan for you. There are no mistakes. There are no mistakes, there are no accidents. Whether you knew your mother, knew your father or not, you are not an accident, you are not a mistake. God brought you here for a purpose. He has a plan for your life. You gotta discover your gifts and get in the game. Roll up your sleeves and start duking. Oh, I'm about to get Amen. fired Amen, I'm about, I'm about can to get you just go? No. <laughs> See, she and I were talking in the back. She marveled at the fact I started preaching at 19. Yeah. I started preaching at 19. I started pastoring at 22. By the time I was 30 years old, I was on national television around the world. I was 38 years old when I came to Dallas. I'm telling you, it's never too early Come to on. start and it's never too late to start. At every age, you can be productive because there is not. Wait, let me say this one thing because I feel like preaching. Get my, get my <laughs> The very first thing that God says to man is be fruitful. There you go. The very first thing is be fruitful. Yeah. Very law of first mention. Be, this is what he expects from you. Be fruitful. Yes. Every day you breathe, be fruitful. He's still saying the same thing. Yeah. Now, let me go a little bit deeper and say you can't be fruitful if you're not seedful. Come wow. On. Come on. Whoa, yes. Okay? Come on. So when you start talking about destiny, destiny doesn't begin with, with the fruit. It begins with the seed. There is a seed of greatness in you. There is a seed of greatness in you. It may not be reflected in your finances. It may not look like it. Your friends might not acknowledge it. Your kids might not be speaking to you. Your dog may not even want to come near you <laughs> and sit on your lap. But if you are here and you are sucking oxygen out of the air, there is a seed in you. There is a seed in you. And if you will nurture it, if you will nurture it, I don't care if you've been in prison, I don't care if you're watching me from prison right now, I don't care if you have autism, I don't care what they have put on you. Come, you come out of all of that. Come, come out of all on, of that. Come on. There's a seed in you. There's a seed down in you and just a seed. And this is what God is going to ask us. This is what God's going to ask. In the parable, when, he, when the householder went and he left one man a talent, another one he left two talents, another one he left five talents. When he comes back again, he says to them, what did you do with what I gave? Yeah. 
Yeah. What did you do with what they talked? I don't want to hear about who talked about you. I don't want to hear about on. what your mother come did. On, I don't want to hear about your neighborhood. I don't want to hear about your aunt Kizzy. I want to know what did you do yeah. with what I gave you? Got a voice? Sing. Come on. Got a pen? Start writing. Yes. Got a picture? Take the picture. If you can paint, paint. Whatever God gave you. If you can cook, cook. What did you do? Yes. That's it with what I gave you. We have a doing God. He is yeah. an active God. He wants you to do something. It's not just thinking it, it is doing it. And if he gave you life today, right. if you're watching me right now, do something. Yeah. Bust come the on. move. Come on, come on. Do, for <laughs> yeah. do it. In your experience, what would be one of the major reasons people don't do? I think that uh, people allow fear yes. yeah. uh, to trap them, and, and it can be the spirit of fear, wow. uh, the need to be accepted. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we are surrounded by do-nothing people, and in, oh, order yes. to, in order to fit in, they have lulled you to sleep. Because they didn't like the fact that you were active and that you were energetic and that you were enthusiastic and that you didn't live in the prison of what they expected you to be. Yeah. I never let nobody put me in a box. Oh, you're a preacher. I said I was a person before I was a preacher. Yeah. Okay. I didn't come here with a collar around my neck. I yeah. was a person say, so who had gifts and interests and talents and energy. Don't let people put any title on you that becomes a ball and a chain. That you can't get out of. That you can't be who you are for living up to who they expected you to be. And wow. some people are in situations where the neighborhood, the family, the spouse expects you to be sleep and you're just playing sleep so you'll fit in. But deep down on the inside, you want to do, you want to move, you want to get out there and Come do it. Come on, yes. Do it, do it. Having... The validation of people is not as important as having the commendations of God. So you have to get out there and do it. So one thing is fear. The other thing is our need to fit in. The third thing is our resources don't line up with our vision. Right, yeah. Okay, you remember when, when Joshua came down uh, to uh, the Jordan and his mentor uh, Moses, when he came down to the Red Sea, the Red Sea parted before he ever got in it. When Joshua comes to the Jordan, it didn't work for him like it did for Moses. Right. He had to step into the come water. On. Sometimes you don't get the provision until you step into your vision. You can't sit back there and wait for the money to come before you do it. Go do it and let the money catch up with you. <laughs> That's a word for someone. The, the money will come when you start doing it. The waters will part when you step in it. People will help you. If you start grabbing something too heavy and you start dragging it, somebody come will come and help come you. On. Nobody's going to help you sit down and think about it. Get up and do it. That was T.D. Jakes and Christine Kane as a guest on TBN.com. And you can find that on YouTube if you search under T.D. Jakes and Christine Kane. You need to work towards your purpose. Praise on TBN. You can also find out more information, of course, at tdjakes.org, christinecane.com, as well as tbn.com. I hope that you have a wonderful day today and that you always remember that God is for you.
and that you can live a 320 life in God more than you can imagine. God bless.